that time of year again, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free-to-play pool page, and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool. Free-to-play pools are easy to play. All you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. If you have the most answers correct, you win. The bank is open. Plus, don't forget about golf's fifth major this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in total prizes with the DraftKings tournament seating pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Skies, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Sunday, March the 14th. Uh, Ian Cameron in the host chair, as always. This is starting to become special guest Sunday uh, on the Ice Skies, a weekly tradition, because it seems like we have a special guest, one of the people that is not a regular member of our crew on a daily basis that we bring in as a special guest. And today for a special guest, we bring in someone that we've already had on the show once uh, this season. Actually, I think a couple of times. I think the last time he was on, he joined us on Saturday and Sunday. And he's back with us today. Ryan McDonald, Money Mac. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well. NHL better. Uh, done a really good job this season. Did a great job when he was on this show previously. Uh, he is joining me today and ready to break down this Sunday uh, NHL card. So without further ado, uh, Ryan, I'll introduce you once again in case uh, people missed you the first couple times you were on the show. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Ian, I'm good. Thanks. Uh, yep. I'm under uh, my name on Twitter is Money Mac. Uh, well, Money Mac underscore sports. Um, and uh, yeah, it's my third time on the show this year. And uh, hopefully we can continue the hot streak the show's on. Absolutely. No question about that. Good to have you back. We've got uh, a Sunday card featuring six games. Uh, four of these games, uh, actually five of the six games are uh, uh, afternoon games. So uh, a lot of matinee hockey uh, taking place today uh, in NHL action. So let's get to it. We've got at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, the first game, Arizona. Coyotes taking on the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we've got Minnesota minus 185 home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, Minnesota just keeps on keeping on. Very impressive week for them. Two straight wins against Vegas. Uh, potential flat spot averted against Arizona. Uh, the, the game was tight. Very good defensive hockey on both sides. Not a lot of room to maneuver. Uh, on the ice uh, in that game on uh, Friday night between the Coyotes and the Wild, but eventually the better team and the better offensive team, certainly Minnesota, found their opportunities and buried them. Another outstanding game for Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov, just an outstanding young player, someone finally that Wild fans can get excited about. They've had so many, uh, not a lot of these upper echelon, this young, 
promising blue chip talent that could be potential stars, if not superstars in the NHL. Well, we might have a guy that's trending in that direction right now. And Kaprizov, he's been outstanding for the Wild, was amazing again on Friday night uh, in the victory uh, against the Arizona Coyotes uh, in that one. Uh, now it's Arizona looking to bounce back after the uh, setback uh, that they endured uh, on Friday night uh, against the uh, uh, Minnesota Wild. We'll see if they can. Same goaltending matchup. It's going to be Antiranta again uh, in between the pipes here uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. On the flip side, give Cam Talbot credit. Cam Talbot, uh, that was his first start for a while uh, in, uh, instead of Kapo Kakinen, who has really been outstanding for the Wild this season. Talbot, not so much, but Talbot uh, delivered, I think, one of his best starts of the season uh, Friday night uh, in the uh, shutout victory for nothing uh, over uh, the Coyotes. Uh, I probably, um, uh, like, I, I thought that Arizona had a chance maybe to catch Minnesota napping a little bit Friday night. It didn't happen. So, for me, it's not a spot I'm going to come back to the well uh, with the Coyotes. Uh, Minnesota certainly playing great hockey. Uh, Coyotes have had trouble putting the puck in the net. Uh, they also, I mean, against Colorado, they didn't generate it much. They generated a little bit more against Arizona, but still, this team's having a tough time really getting those A-quality prime scoring opportunities. So they've had a tough time finding the back of the net. Look, I actually, I, you know, I'm not a big under guy, but the one under I did bet last night was a good one. Montreal and Calgary, uh, it stayed under the total. That would be my lean here. You've got an early start game, uh, 1 p.m. local time, central time in Minnesota. It is heavily juiced to the under at minus 135, but it's not an official play, but definite lean for me uh, under the total here, five and a half uh, minus 135 in this one. Uh, Ryan, did you have any thoughts with air uh, and or any bets? I should say with Arizona, Minnesota. Yeah, like you, Ian, I was on uh, Arizona last night. I thought it might be a flat spot that, uh, or the other night versus Minnesota. I thought it might be a spot where uh, Coyotes could catch the Wild sleeping, maybe napping, maybe looking ahead, looking past them. That didn't happen. Uh, like you said, Krill, uh, Krill showed up, and he's proven to be. He's gonna win Rookie of the Year. I'm gonna say it now. Uh, and he's proven to be a top-end talent and looks like he's going to be a superstar in the league for a long time. Um, I actually, I got him 19th round in my fantasy draft, so that was a steal. Um, but I, I like Minnesota here. I can't, uh, I can't deviate from how well they're playing. They're 4-1 and one in the last five, 5-2 five and two in the last seven versus Arizona at home. And uh, Arizona's 1-5 versus Minnesota. And two and five in the last seven on the road, obviously. But uh, they're two and five um, in the last seven as a dog as well. But uh, I'm torn on the total here. I got – I'm leaning to the over because Minnesota's been trending over in the last eight. They've gone over in the last – they've gone over six of the last eight games and nine of the last 12. But uh, Arizona's under and four of the last six. So – I'm going to stay off the total tonight, and I'm going to go Minnesota in regulation. Um, i just not going to deviate from what's been working for me, and uh, I'm going to stick to it. So Minnesota, regulation, minus 125. All right, Minnesota in regulation for Ryan at minus 125. We move on now to Carolina taking on Detroit. Carolina minus 240, uh, road favorites, significant road favorites here in Detroit, total five and a half, shaded to the over. Uh, in this game. Um, look, I kept, my best bet was Tampa Bay puck line last night, minus one and a half, minus 125 against Nashville. 
And even then, I had to sweat. Like, it was not a very uh, comfortable win. I mean, Tampa had a 4-1 lead. Nashville got two quick goals early in the third period. It's 4-3. And if Tampa doesn't get that Blake Coleman insurance goal last night, there's a chance maybe that falls short. you got to be careful now. We're in the second half of the season. And I think for a large part of the first half, there were a ton of uh, good prices available to bet the better team against the inferior team. Uh, you're not getting those prices anymore. Like this is no bargain on Carolina minus two forty on the road. And let's give the Detroit Red Wings their their due a little bit. We've seen them be feisty. They're coming off a rare victory, and not just any victory, beating the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in their last game. Uh, very impressive win for the Detroit Red Wings, six to four uh, win over Tampa Bay uh, on uh, Thursday night. Uh, they did get outshot heavily, but hey, that's why you've got a goalie back there and. Uh, uh, kept Tampa in check. Detroit finding their offense. In fact, Detroit, you look at their results against Tampa, three goals, six goals, nine goals in the two games combined in the head-to-head against the Lightning this week, 4.5 goals per game uh, on average. They have a healthy Dylan Larkin, their captain, uh, back in the lineup now. He has been uh, outstanding uh, since they got him back, centering that top line with Robbie Fabry and Anthony Mantha. Sam Gagne has turned back the clock. Philip Zadina. They've been waiting for him to be that prospect that can consistently get things going offensively, and he started to find his offensive game a little bit. He's chipped in some goals as well lately for the Red Wings. They're scoring goals right now, Detroit, so let's give them some credit for that. I think that could continue today. Carolina on the flip side, uh, they've been really outstanding on the power play. Their five-on-five even strength play has kind of uh, tapered off a little bit uh, in recent games, but give Carolina credit. They've still got – even with Vincent Trocheck out, which is a big loss, no question the way he's been scoring. I mean, he's been one of their best offensive forwards, no doubt about it. But you still got uh, Svechnikov, Aho, Niederreiter, uh, Jesper Faust has stepped up, uh, Martin Netchash as well, found the back of the net uh, in recent games. Uh, very good Carolina offensive team. Detroit still giving up a lot of shots, a lot of high danger chances. They got bailed out a little bit by Tampa. And even in those two games, like they win 6-4, Tampa still gets four goals. I don't think they're shutting down Carolina here in this game. Be careful, though. I mean, Detroit now has got a little bit of confidence going. You look at their recent results, 6-4 against Tampa, 4-3 loss to Tampa in overtime. So if you're going to lay a goal and a half here with Carolina, just know that uh, Detroit, the two games against Tampa, you you wouldn't have won your bet laying a goal and a half against this Detroit Red Wings team. Uh, in those two games with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I know Carolina faced Detroit uh, recently, about 10 days ago in Carolina. It was 5-2. to two. Uh, So Carolina did cover the puck line, but this is a, a little bit of a shaky spot for me for Carolina. I'll, a healthy Detroit team in those two games against Tampa showed me a lot, enough that I'm not going against the Red Wings here at this kind of price range in any form. Detroit is trending to the over big time, 6-1. and one. Uh, to the over uh, in their last seven games. Like, like I said, the last head-to-head meeting between these two teams uh, went over the total of 5-2 to two, uh, final score uh, back on March 4th. That's what I like here in this game is over the total, very reasonable. Uh, in fact, it's 5.5 the total here at most spots, uh, minus 120. Uh, I like that one. Uh, I think we'll get goals both ways, maybe more from Carolina, but I don't think Carolina is going to shut down Detroit, not with the uh, uptick that I have seen offensively. Uh, in recent games here from uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Nadelkovich in net, obviously capable, but I think Detroit finds the back of the net. So does Carolina. 
I, I like over the total here, five and a half minus 120. Ryan, what's your thoughts here, Carolina, Detroit? Well, I'm right there with you, and I'm uh, I'm all over this over five and a half. Um, Carolina and both Detroit have both been trending over. Um, Carolina is over in five of the last six games on a Sunday and over nine of 11 as a favorite. Um, and then if you look at Detroit, they're over in four or six versus Carolina and over in six of the last seven. I I get what you're saying about the price. I don't really like the price either on Carolina tonight. Um, it's like you said, you can't, you're not getting those bettable lines as you were early in the year. And the books have seemed to caught up to who the good teams are and who aren't the good teams. Um, but it isn't a, any team can win every night league. Um, doesn't really matter if you're a bottom team or a top team, you could, you could lose to the top team or you could win you could win against the top team. It's uh it's the National League. All these guys are professionals, they all show up every night. It's not like anybody's out there giving half effort. Um Carolina has dominated uh Detroit lately. Carolina's on, on a roll. They're seven and oh in the last seven, five and one in the last six versus Detroit, and five and two in the last seven on the road. And Detroit is one and four in the last five at home versus Carolina. So just like with Minnesota, I'm not going to deviate. I'm going back to the well and I'm going with what's working. Um, over five and a half in that game because they're, they're trending over. It's an afternoon game. I feel like uh, might come out a little slow and sluggish and some more goal opportunities uh, could open up more so than they would on a, a 7 p.m. game. So I'm going Carolina in regulation, Carolina puck line, and the over five and a half. All right, Carolina in regulation, Carolina puck line, uh, minus one and a half, uh, and also uh, over five and a half uh, for Ryan in this one with Carolina and Detroit. Uh, one thing that does one... concern oh, – go ahead. Sorry, yep. I, I just wanted to say one thing. I do – I once Nadelkovic got confirmed for Carolina – and it seems to be Grice is projected for uh, Detroit. I'm not worried either way what goalie's starting for Detroit. They can't stop a beach ball. Um, so I really, as soon as Nadelkovic was confirmed, I was I locked that in. Um, Nadelkovic has shown himself this year and shows he could be uh, maybe number one, possibly a. Uh, a good tandem goalie there. Yeah. As we've talked about with Grice uh, in the past, he's projected to be the starter. It's not confirmed yet, but if he is in 3.41 goals against average, 883 save percentage this season, he doesn't have the protection of the Barry Trotz defensive system or that Islander blue line in front of him anymore. And you can tell it's been a rough learning curve and a rough adjustment going from the Islanders defense for the last couple of seasons to the Detroit Red Wings uh, defense. Uh, and he has definitely been a lot more exposed back there uh, in between the pipes. Let's put it that way. You're facing a lot better chances, a lot more quality shots. You're facing a ton more rubber. The Islanders routinely keep their teams to 20 shots a game below 30. Detroit's given up above 30 almost every game. Hell, 40 uh, in some games like they did the other night uh, in terms of shots on goal allowed. So, it's definitely a, a, a wake, uh, definitely a, a, a stark contrast uh, for Thomas Grice going from playing for the New York Islanders, for Barry Trotz, for that defensive system. 
that they've got to this rebuilding Detroit team that, you know, we've, we know they've struggled at the defensive end. Here's one more thing to keep in mind about this matchup. Detroit's penalty kill is terrible. It's 29th in the NHL. They've given up a power play goal, I believe, in nine of their last 10 games, and they're facing a Carolina Hurricanes team that has scored a power play goal in seven or, or eight straight games, I should say. And they're coming off a game against Nashville where they went three for three on the power play. And in the first game against Nashville, uh, before that, they went two for six on the power play. So that really red hot, sizzling Carolina power play against that bottom feeder, bottom tier Detroit penalty kill is absolutely a worry for the Red Wings today. No question about it. I'm glad you brought that up, Ian, because uh, I actually forgot. Uh, I had two more notes written down. I had the same thing with the power play being as good as it is for Carolina and Detroit uh, struggling defensively. Aho and Sveshnikov, uh, power play point. Aho is 140, plus 140, and Sveshnikov is uh, plus 155. I think, though, either, either of those plays – are great great value and a great option with how uh, Carolina's power play has been going and uh, how Detroit's been parading to the penalty box. Yeah, Tara Vinan's been out for a while, Dylan, in the chat saying the Canes have injuries. They do, but Tara Vinan's been out for a while now. Uh, Trocek is definitely the guy they miss, but they've still been able to score goals without him, and I think they'll still be able to score goals today without him. But you're right, I mean – I know the Carolina side will be popular. It's just not not for me. Uh, I, I don't I don't doubt that though they could win the game. Obviously, I th I think they'll win the game, but it's just you know at this time of year I'm a little bit more picky, especially when it comes to sides, especially when it comes to favorites in this range minus two forty. And I'll give Detroit their due. The last two games against Tampa, they they nearly won the first game, lost in overtime, and then they bounced back and won the second game six to four. So when you see these bottom feeders show a little pulse, a little sign of life. You know, you at least got to, you know, be mindful of it uh, moving forward. Yep, I agree. All right, good stuff. We can move on to the Islanders and Devils. Again, I'm sick of these two teams facing each other. Once again, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Islanders and Devils, welcome to this 2021 season where we get the same matchup uh, over and over again. See, I like it when it's Winnipeg and Toronto because they were great games. Islanders, Devils, not it's not the same when these teams no. play each other. You get a little more sick of it than you would, say, watching the Jets and the Leafs play each other three straight times. Uh, nevertheless, we have the Islanders minus 180 uh, road favorites here, five and a half the total uh, in this one. So I haven't bet a single thing in these games between these two teams. I'm not really interested in starting now. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm not involved in this game uh, from a side or a totals perspective. It was 3-2 Islanders last night. I mean, maybe Islanders in regulation uh, again here, something you look at. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is in net, and after a rough start to the season, he's played a lot better. You know, in his last few games in between the pipes for the Islanders, this is a guy they're pretty high on. They think could be a good future number one netminder for this team and playing better. Uh, it was Blackwood. It's one wood to another. Uh, one wood leads to another. Uh, Blackwood uh, last night, and it's going to be Wedgwood uh, probably today for the uh, New Jersey Devils. He was actually played well. Remember, he has a shutout against the Boston Bruins on his resume uh, this season for the New Jersey Devils. He's a capable netminder. It's uh Definitely a guy to watch out for. The Devils still, again, we talk about it. Without Nico Heashier, it's, it's struggling to generate consistent offense. That's a concern. When you go up against this very stifling Islander D, it uh, makes it even more difficult to find the back of the net against them. So I, I, I definitely lean for me would be Islanders in regulation. But, you know, I'm definitely not going to uh, 
bet it because uh, they've won two in a row now. Are they a little sleepy, the Islanders? I do worry about that a little bit today, but uh, I just don't know if I trust the Devils enough, which is why I lean Islanders in regulation. But just a lean, passing on this game officially in terms of anything from a betting standpoint. How about you, Ryan, with the Islanders and Devils? Uh, I uh, I got uh, the Islanders in regulation. Now, they're, eight, no, they're on an 8-0 no run right now. 5-1 and one last six versus New Jersey. And 5 and um five and one last six at New Jersey. Um New Jersey's one in the eight one and eight in the last nine. Um last ten at home, they're 0 and ten. So this this that either continues or that trend uh that trend breaks tonight and they get a win at home. But uh they're one and five at home versus the Islanders. I just I can't back this um this devil's team um not with he and not with the tr- the direction they're trending right now um both teams are trending in polar opposite directions um sorokin's been good like you said he's uh he's stepping up to be possibly number one there he's five two and one this year with a 225 goals against and a 906 save percentage now, Wedgwood, yeah, you mentioned he did shut out Boston, but I felt Boston, uh, that was probably the worst game they've played all season, and they did not show up to that game at all. He's uh, he's 2-3-2 two, two this year with a 2-7-1 and a 9-1 save percentage. He's got two shutouts, but I, uh, I like the defensive style that Barry Trotz instills in the Islanders. They play a tight game. They're always structured defensively, and they have – um, they have the forwards that could score at any given time, like Barzell did the other night versus Buffalo. Um, so I'm going on the Islanders in regulation. No, nothing on the total for me, but I got Islanders in regulation at minus 120. All right, there you go. Islanders in regulation, minus 120 for Ryan. Keep it simple. You know, they've won the uh, uh, first two games, uh, both of them uh, in regulation and looking for them to uh, do it three times in a row. Yeah, there's some people in the chat wondering when I did that one wood leads to another. When I did that little uh, karaoke out of nowhere that I tend to do from time to time, wondering what that song is. It's not it's not uh, Oingo Boingo. Uh, it's not that group. It's actually The Fix was the band from 1982. One leads to another, uh, the song. So The Fix, one Thing leads to another and it's fix f-i-x-x that's how you spell it so if you want to do your youtube search and uh uh hear that song that i was uh singing there with uh blackwood and wedgwood there you go the fix one thing leads to another it's an 80s song so as you know i'm very well versed in music that goes all the way back to the 50s uh so uh you'll get a little bit of everything on the, uh on me when i'm at the uh, karaoke bar uh which hopefully i'll be back there once again at some point once this Godforsaken pandemic is finally uh, behind us, uh, no question. But uh, like in the Islanders in regulation there, Ryan, uh, on this matchup. We move on. Uh, another afternoon game, Dallas and Columbus. We've got the uh, Stars, minus 125, minus 130. Some minus 135s out there as well with them as road favorites. Five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under in this game. Cashed a ticket with Dallas-Columbus over the total yesterday. It's probably a, a bet that I'm very interested to come back with. We're seeing Dallas now starting to get their offense going a little bit uh, in recent games, which has been good to see. And again, we're still talking about a team that's down two of their top forwards in terms of offensive production. Sagan and Radulov, although they're both uh, 
especially Radulov. He's right on the verge of returning uh, in the very near future for this Dallas Stars team. But, uh, yeah, I like the way the Stars have started to get their game going a little bit. Very disheartening loss for them yesterday uh, against Columbus. They came out, uh, you know, they took the lead in that game 2-1. to one. Uh, Then uh, Columbus tied it uh, 3-2 uh, and then ended up going ahead 3-2. Dallas ties it. And then Columbus gets the game winner in the dying seconds of overtime uh, in that 4-3 victory uh, over the Dallas Stars yesterday. Dallas now has gone over the the total in four straight games, 4-3 with Nashville, 6-1 with Chicago, 4-2 with Chicago, 4-3 with Columbus yesterday. Columbus has gone over the total in three straight games. Their defensive game is not good right now. And for John Tortorella, you know, it doesn't matter what he does in terms of his lineup. It doesn't matter what he does in terms of his defensive pairings. And it doesn't matter who he throws in net between Corpus Allo and Merzlikens. This is not a team playing the same level of defense that they did last season not even close uh so i'm going right back to the well uh i'm not going to get the five that i got yesterday uh, but it didn't matter we got seven goals in that game you still get five and a half here over at plus 120 a very good price i like that a little bit and i'm also going to go with dallas here uh minus 130 in this game uh dallas to me is one of those teams that lately has been bouncing back off a loss and columbus has not had the ability to beat teams two in a row, the same team. When they play the same team, I don't even know the last time Columbus beat the same team uh, two games in a row. It hasn't happened very often. You look at all of Columbus's recent results. You know, with Florida, they lose both. Uh, with Dallas, they split. They win one, they lose one. Uh, with Nashville, they lose both. Uh, with Chicago, uh, you know, they lose both. And then before that, lots of examples where they play the same team two games in a row and they don't go two and zero. Oh. They win one and then they lose the other one. And, you know, they have just been almost unable to beat, you know, teams too straight. And uh, that's why another reason I like Dallas here. And there is signs of this Dallas team starting to play some better hockey uh, against a Columbus team that's been maddeningly, consistently inconsistent is the best way to describe it for Columbus. I'll take a, a chance here with Dallas at the uh, moderate road favorite price here, minus 130. So for me, Dallas and over five and a half plus 120. Uh, Ryan, anything for you here? Stars, Blue Jackets. I was on Dallas last night. I got torched. Um, I like them to bounce back tonight, but I think I'm going to lay off a side for now. Um, just until maybe we hear some goalie confirmations and uh, I could lock something in. And once we hear that. But I do like Pavelski to score tonight. Uh, I got that at plus 110. Dallas's offense is starting to come alive. Uh, between him and Ben and uh, a few other guys like Hints, they've got to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Pavelski gets the power play time out front of the net. Uh, so I like him to uh, pop one. He's got 13 this year so far. I believe he is He's in the top 20 in goals this year so far. So um, lock, lock Pavelski in at plus 110. And possibly, Aline, Aline Dallas, I haven't locked it in yet. I'll post that on my Twitter if I do. Um, you can find that at Money Map. But, uh, yep, 14th in goals this year for Pavelski. So, I like that at plus 110 tonight. All right, there we go. Joe Pavelski to score a goal, plus 110. Uh, Goal-scoring prop there for Ryan in the Stars-Blue Jackets game. Uh, last uh, afternoon game is the LA Kings and the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado minus 230. Home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. 
Colorado probably should have won and also, you know, won by margin in each of the first two games against uh, the last few games they've played, the two against Arizona, uh, even the game the other night against uh, L.A., uh, you had to sweat that if you laid the puck li- uh, the goal and a half on the puck line with Colorado. This team's dominating like the the stats, the sh- shots on goal, the puck possession, offensive zone time, high danger chances, expected goals margin in games versus their opponent. They are owning these stats, but it's not showing up in dominant victories for the Colorado Avalanche because the puck's just not going in the net. Uh, often enough and unfortunately for them they've suddenly and kind of surprisingly because you know Valerie Nachushkin, Tyson Jost and uh, Jonas Donskoy is a capable offensive third line Brandon Saad still got a little in the tank Kadri and Burakovsky have shown the ability to score goals for Colorado this last season and in the past but lately they've been top heavy they've been too reliant on the big guys on that top line Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen to be the goal scorers uh, on this Avalanche team. So that is kind of surprising for a second and third line that we've seen in the past be able to get it done and contribute to the offense for this Avalanche team. I think at some point uh, this is going to be a team that finds a way uh, to get to turn some of these great, hot, hot, terif- terrific looks they're getting at the net against their opponent. Turn those at some point into goals. Does it happen here uh, against L.A.? Uh, Potentially, I definitely would lean Colorado. Not so much in the puck line because, again, they're having a tough time winning by margin because the puck's not going in quite enough for them. Uh, But I would lean to them in regulation here uh, in this matchup against the uh, LA Kings. Uh, Cal Peterson was very good uh, in his return the other night. 44 saves, uh, very impressive. Uh, The Kings are going to definitely look to uh, play better. Uh, Todd McClellan saying our guys – as a team to a man, we didn't play well. We didn't execute when we did have time. We didn't make the plays we needed to make, but you know, don't take anything away from the way the avalanche played. That's the issue too, with backing Colorado here, they played a great game, a dominant game. Can they do that again here? Cause you would think LA is going to have to try to step it up. And it sounds like they're, they want to, they're going to try to, can they is the question, but it sounds like they know they realize they got to play better or you can't get outshot 44 to 20 you know, or whatever it was in that last game uh, between these two teams. But it was dominance for Colorado in that uh, 2 nothing victory. Uh, the question is, what do you get here from the LA Kings as a response? I still think they're inferior to Colorado. Pass for me, not going to get involved here, but would lean a little to the Avalanche in regulation. How about you, Ryan, with the uh, Kings and the Avalanche? Yeah, I don't have anything locked in at the moment. Right now I've, uh, I'm taking a look at uh, Colorado puck line and maybe um, – regulation but uh like you said Colorado seems to be top heavy this year haven't uh, haven't got as much depth scoring as they probably would have liked um a couple good looks tonight though I like Rantanen to score at plus 120 and uh Kadri at plus 160 I think he could break out eventually and uh he put up quite a few goals in Toronto and know what he can do um I know he's got the talent to do it and versus Versus the LA team, um, I could see it happening tonight. Maybe the depth, depth wakes up for uh, Colorado and uh, cash ticket there. But so I'm on Kadri and Ranton in score, plus one twenty and plus one sixty. All right, good stuff. Uh, Ranton and uh, looking at that, um, and also uh, Nazem Kadri uh, to score a goal tonight for uh, Ryan. Looking at those as two goal scoring props for 
the Colorado Avalanche tonight uh, in this game, uh, this afternoon, I should say, against the LA Kings. This is a game that's on tonight, uh, taking place this evening. Uh, Battle of Ontario, Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators, last game on this Sunday card, Toronto, minus 245 to minus 250 road favorites, total six and a half, shaded to the over. Really fascinating game. Toronto is a team you would think is going to really show up big tonight after a tough loss to Winnipeg. Uh, we'll have to see who's in net tonight. You would think it's going to be, well, we, we think it's going to be uh, Jack Campbell potentially, but again, this guy has been battling injuries. We'll have to wait and see if he's available. He's day to day. The question is, is he ready to return tonight for the Leafs is the question. I don't think they're going to give Frederick Anderson a start on the back to back. They already said Jack Campbell with the lower body injury, uh, wouldn't play or wouldn't suit up last night. Campbell could return, they say, for tonight against Ottawa. If he can, if he does return and he's available, he's playing. No question. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They'll put Jack Campbell in, but it's a big question. Uh, you'll have to w- wait till close to puck drop, which is 7 p.m. Eastern, to see where the uh, Sheldon Keith goes with the, the goaltending here. If it's Cam- It'll probably be Campbell or Hutchinson. Uh, it's just if Campbell's good to go, it'll be Campbell. If he's still dealing with that lower body injury and he's just not feeling good enough to return tonight. It's probably going to be Michael Hutchinson. You've got Ottawa after getting just absolutely just chewed up and spit out by the Edmonton Oilers. What else is new? Uh, they just got dominated uh, by the Oilers uh, the last three games uh, all season by the Oilers. Now they return home. The problem with laying this kind of price with Toronto, uh, regardless of who's in net, I like them more with Campbell, to be honest with you, not so much with Hutchinson. But the problem, regardless of who's in net with laying with Toronto, is Ottawa's been a thorn in their side. They've played their tails off against the Leafs head-to-head this year. They've consistently been a troubling team for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Ottawa's always shown up. They've given the Leafs a tough game. You know, after a rough go against uh, Edmonton this week, I would think Ottawa's very much looking to bounce back strong with a much better effort here. So I'm not – I have no interest in the side in this game. None. Zero. It's not the price in the range. I trust Toronto – or want to take get involved with Toronto, but Ottawa against a Leaf team that I think a hey, desperation is going to start showing up. I think for the Leafs today, we're now one and uh, three uh, in our last four games. Uh, we haven't necessarily played a great hot one and four in their last five games, I should say. And now the Leafs, uh, we need to start turning this thing around. You would think you get that kind of showing tonight. I think Toronto will be better offensively tonight because against Winnipeg this week, the first two games. They could have scored eight goals in both of those games against Connor Hellebuck. They were getting the chances. They were getting the opportunities. They were buzzing around the Winnipeg net uh, and in the offensive zone uh, throughout those two games. I thought they took a step back last night. They weren't generating as much. Winnipeg, credit to them. They were better defensively last night against the Leafs. Didn't give Matthews, Marner, and and company uh, as much time and space to make plays. Their penalty kill was pretty good as well. The Jets, just a much better game. And Laurent Brossois was solid uh, in net. So they took a step back. They didn't have the same offensive creativity and generation of of offense and chances. The Leafs in the game last night compared to the first two against Winnipeg, I think they'll be a lot better. And if they are a lot better, look, they should be able to forecheck the, the, the hell out of this Ottawa team because this Ottawa team is kind of struggling again defensively uh, their last few games. They're not getting the saves either. You know, Matt Murray's been so erratic and he's been kind of the bad Murray, not the good Murray uh, in recent games. And you can't trust the young guy, Joey Decord. He had a really good first start against Montreal and he's kind of struggled since then. 
that goal that he allowed in his start against Edmonton, which that first goal of the game in the opening seconds can't go in. It's a terrible shot from the boards. It just squeaks through him. A terrible, terrible goal to give up right early in that game. So they're not getting the goaltending right now. That's always a problem. That's always a concern uh, when you're facing the Leafs. So Toronto team total is kind of interesting. I think I, I think that is going to be on my, my card here. Toronto team total. That's probably the best way to go because what it, it takes away the worry that if Campbell's in net, and I think Campbell's been very, very good for the Leafs when he's started this year. If you go the team total route, uh, route instead of the full game over six and a half, you eliminate the worry about what's Ottawa do. Does Ottawa score? Because I'd rather not worry about what Ottawa does offensively. I'd rather focus on what the Leafs do. And I think the Leafs, after the loss last night, knowing they could be better in terms of their forecheck and their offensive game uh, against an Ottawa team that's suddenly really, really scuffling and you know giving up goals in bunches again, I think the Toronto team total over three and a half. It's a bet that I like. It's one that I'll be uh, making and adding to my card here. Leafs team total uh, over three and a half. Uh, Ryan, they're your team, the Leafs, and I know they disappointed you last night. What do you think about them tonight here against the Senators? Yeah, it was uh, definitely wasn't the best night for them last night. They uh, they fell apart in the third period there and cost them uh, cost them two points. But uh, it's a tough spot for them, especially with uh, Campbell being day to day and uh, we not having a clear kind of direction on who's going to start net, whether it's going to be Hutchinson or Campbell. I don't like you said. I don't think they give Freddie a back to back with the short season, with how much he already plays, I can't see it happening. These two teams do trend over. Um, or over in 10 of the last 14 on the road in Detroit, or in Ottawa, I should say. Uh, and over in 12 of the last 17 versus Toronto, Ottawa is. Um, so I'm going to be putting six and a, over 6.5 on my card, uh, minus 115. I'm going to stay away from the side because, like you said, I don't want to have to worry about who's showing what Toronto team's going to show up. And if, uh, if they can get a save from whether it's Hutchinson or Campbell, their goaltending hasn't been great in the last few games. So I'm not going to trust it. I'm just going to ride the total and enjoy the side or enjoy the game. Uh, two other plays for this game though. Ottawa parades the penalty box. Toronto has the best power play in the league. Matthews and Marner, power play point. Marner is plus 155. Matthews is plus 140. So I'm locking both of those in because they find each other on the power play as well. So one good power play and both those plays cash, and it helps you over. So I'm going Marner, power play point. Matthews, power play point, And the over 6.5 at minus 115. All right, there you go. Matthews, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, power play point to be recorded in the game. And also like in uh, over six and a half. Yeah, over uh, six and a half was a lean for me as well in this game. I, 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 I definitely will be betting Toronto team total. I want to wait and see where the Leafs go with their goaltending. The Leafs go with Hutchinson. I might go full game over uh, as well because, uh, again, with Campbell, I think I'll stick to just the Leaf team total over with Hutchinson. I'll go with the uh, full game over as well. So that's probably the way I'm going to be looking at it. You're right about the Leaf. Now, the Leaf power play, it's still one of the best in the NHL. Last five games, though, uh, they've gone without a power play goal before their last five games. So it's kind of come back down to earth. But look at this Ottawa penalty kill. It's terrible. I mean, the last uh, eight games, they've given up a power play goal, at least one power play goal 
in seven of their last eight games. Uh, against Edmonton, one for three, they go on the power play in the first game, two for four in the second, one for four in the third. Uh, Edmonton and Toronto are very similar in, in the power play uh, chances that they have. So uh, definitely uh, are in the power play explosiveness and the just the creativity, the puck movement, and obviously the finishers and the and the weapons that they have that Edmonton has as well on their power play. So this could be trouble a little bit for the Ottawa penalty kill. So yeah, power play points props stand out like a sore thumb to me in this Toronto game for the Leafs and in the Carolina game for the Hurricanes uh, against the Red Wings. Two, that's why Ottawa and Detroit are bottom feeders too. You know, bad penalty kills, both of those teams. All right, great stuff, Ryan. Great job. Uh, great analysis here on this Sunday card. Uh, before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, uh, get a sign-up deposit bonus when you sign up, weekly specials, incentives, all kinds of weekly specials and incentives coming up for March Madness as well, the NCAA tournament. DraftKings Sportsbook has a ton going on with that, incentives, perks with your bets that involve the NCAA tournament. So make sure you get on board with that. If you haven't already, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. As I like to say, support the sponsors that support the show. Uh, it all makes sense. Uh, so make sure you do that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use that promo code THPN. All right, best bets time uh, on this show. That is a best bet winner for me with the Lightning on the puck line, minus one and a half, minus 125. This heater that the Ice Guys crew collectively is on right now isn't going to go forever. You know, we're going to hit a downturn at some point, like everybody does. You know, you're not going to stay on a red-hot streak forever. But I'm pretty damn proud of the fact that over the last three days, collectively as a crew, we're 31-15, and 15, 67%. Now, 46 plays collectively between me, Alex, and Jimmy the last three days on the show, 31-15 and 15, uh, during that span, 67% uh, over the last three days. It's been a great run. Uh, obviously, I don't know how many of our viewers and listeners tail us. I don't know if they just listen to our thoughts and they make their own minds and their own decisions, which they should anyway. You should never blindly tail us, but there might be somebody that uh, is, and if they are, uh, they're obviously doing well the last three days with uh, what we're giving out here in terms of our plays on the Ice Guys show. So we'll see if we can keep that going with best bets today. Ryan, the floor is yours. Best bet for Sunday. What do you like? Uh, my best bet today is going to be uh, the over five and a half. Uh, in Carolina and Detroit, uh, minus 125. Um, seems like a no-brainer. I think Carolina puts up four or five easily, and uh, you can see Detroit getting two or three. So I go in over five and a half, Carolina, Detroit. All right, Carolina, Detroit, over five and a half, minus 120. Best bet for Ryan McDonald on this Sunday NHL slate. Uh, my best bet, um, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars, uh, minus 130 uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I have not bet Dallas hardly at all. In fact, this might be one of the few times. This might be the first time I've bet Dallas this year, but I just have seen no evidence. You go back and look at Columbus's schedule to this point. There is no evidence of them sweeping the same team two games in a row. There just isn't. They have not been able to do that this season. They were very fortuitous to win that game yesterday. It was a coin flip. It could have went either way. In fact, Dallas had a lead uh, and couldn't hold it. Columbus comes back, wins in overtime. It looks like it's going to be Hudobin in net for Dallas today because it was Ottinger last night, and it's probably going to be back to Corpus Salo today after Merzlikens was in net yesterday. 
I actually think that's a goalie edge for Dallas because you know Hudobin's not been quite as sharp this year, but Corpusalo is a mess this year. Uh, and he's really had a tough time uh, this year compared to past seasons. I think that continues here. Dallas against a Columbus team that's just shown an inability all season to beat the same team twice in a row. Let's go with the Dallas Stars here, minus 130 against Columbus. That is my best bet for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. And again, if you cannot watch the show live on YouTube on a daily basis, we record live on YouTube Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And that's what sets us apart from every other betting show, not just every other NHL betting show, every other betting show in other sports. We're seven days a week, baby. We don't take any days off. We're working for the weekend like Loverboy. That's what we're doing here uh, at the Ice Guys. Uh, so uh, we take pride in that, that we're here seven days a week for you, giving you every single game on the NHL betting board uh, from a betting standpoint. So uh, if you can't watch us live, make sure you download the audio podcast version of the show. Uh, and you can find that on all major podcast platforms, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music. The list goes on and on. It's everywhere. Uh, so you have no problem finding the Ice Guys podcast in audio form if you can't watch the show live. Great stuff with our special guest, Ryan McDonald. For him, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.